1: Many of the workers that have lost their jobs, we're talking about women who earn less than $40,000 a year, who are you know, grocery store clerks, restaurant workers, who if you don't show up for work, meaning a physical place, won't be paid. It's just a really very difficult time for many of these women and many of these workers.
2: The pandemic has had a devastating effect on the U.S. economy. I'm pretty sure all of us have felt it in some way. But by almost every measure, one group has been particularly hard hit, women. There are a few reasons for this staggering imbalance. A lot of it has to do with the industries that have been most affected by the pandemic. It also has a lot to do with childcare. In this episode, my colleague, CNN senior global affairs analyst, Biana Goladriga talks to Nicole Mason. She's the president and CEO of the Institute for Women's Policy Research, an organization that focuses on pay equity and economic policies that impact women. And as a single Black mother herself, who works full-time, Nicole feels the impact of this recession, as well as the gaps in our country's child care and employment system. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus Fact Versus Fiction.
3: We know that the unemployment rate has skyrocketed uh, after the first few months of the the pandemic and the unemployment rate specifically for women has been uh, historically high. Can you just talk about why we've seen such a disparity um, in terms of women being much harder hit
1: than we have for men overall? So the reason why women have been most impacted by the job loss uh, during the pandemic is that they are more likely to be employed in sectors that have been hardest hit. So the service sector, leisure and hospitality, education, and health have been hardest hit during the pandemic. And women are disproportionately, they make up a larger segment of those workers. And um, what we know about those jobs and what makes it really hard for women is that those jobs are more likely to be lower paid jobs, jobs with less job security and less flexibility. So when we think about rebuilding an economy or women reentering the workforce, um, they'll have a harder time because many of those jobs will not be coming back.
3: And uh, if you want to delve deeper and, and not just focus on women, but on um, women of color, uh, Blacks and Hispanics have been hit hardest. Um, can you give us a, your assessment as to why that is, um, how systemic th- that is uh, as a society overall, even prior to the pandemic, and some of the solutions that we can work on going forward?
1: So, women of color are overrepresented in service sectors. So, Black and Latina make up 26 to 28 percent of those workers those women are having a really hard time re-entering and getting back into the workforce but many of these women were struggling before the the pandemic and this economic downturn and so it's really exacerbated you know their economic vulnerability and the other thing that I think it's important for your listeners to know is that many of these women, specifically Black women and Latino women, they are more likely than other women to be the primary wage earner in their family. So they're primary breadwinners. So it makes it that much harder for these families to get a foothold on uh, their economic situation.
3: And longer term, in terms of um, getting out of uh, financial hardships, how much harder is that going to be? for these women and their families if they are the primary
1: breadwinners. We're not gonna see a one-to-one job replacement. So those jobs that we lost, those 60 million or so jobs that we lost, are not coming back. Um, So, and recovery is going to be slow.
3: And it really is a through line to the the consequences that we've seen, given the numbers that we've seen of coronavirus deaths and infections among specifically the minority community and, and minority women.
1: And that's right. So the pandemic, this health crisis, is merging with this economic crisis and these broken systems. So our childcare infrastructure has been broken for a long time. Um, Many of these workers have been asking for, you know, health health insurance, better wages, better pay, and it hasn't come. And so now we're in this moment where we have this pandemic that is devastating communities, uh, this health crisis, and then this economic crisis, and we were not prepared. When they passed the first CARES Act, which, you know, granted some paid sick leave and expanded unemployment insurance, I think those were steps in the right direction. But right now, we have to be honest, with the infighting in Congress, many of these women are left hanging by a thread. Well, it's true, and I'm glad you brought that
3: up because Congress seems to have really failed not only the American public, in the sense of you know not following up on an additional stimulus, um, but but women in particular, because involved in that stimulus package, in addition to the unemployment uh, insurance enhancement, but was also relief
1: for childcare. Women can spend up to thirty percent of their income on childcare, and so when you think about women who are earning lower wages um, and. Th- thinking about the need. Schools are out. So that's money that they're gonna to have to pay to be able to cover care, especially if you have younger children who are in school. It's really hard for me or baffling to me that, you know, the people in power who can do really do something about this and throw women and families a lifeline aren't really seeing fit to do so. You know, this is a national crisis. You are a single Black mother. You have
3: uh, very smart, rambunctious, um, creative kids. We talked offline about them.
1: But, but what has this process been like for you? You know, I'm fortunate that I can work remotely, uh, but I can tell you this, it's not working for me either. When it first happened in the spring, I have to tell you, I mean, I said, you know what? I emailed one of the, my kids' teachers. I said, you know what? It's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I can't pull it together. And not because I'm not capable or I'm not smart enough to figure it out. It's that it's impossible. It's impossible to work 40 hours a week and then also be told that now you have to make sure that your kids are online and learning. And I think about, um, you know, just to your point, the first day of school was last week and I was getting my kids ready. And um, I sometimes I think about my five-year-old self or my six-year-old self. My kids have different lives than I could have imagined for myself as a kid. I um, grew up in Los Angeles and we're poor working class. And I thought about the kids who... Don't have the resources, who don't have broadband access, who don't have a safe place to quiet place to learn, and and I thought to myself that would have been me, you know, um, and so I think that there's not enough consideration or even national conversation about um, the impact of educational disparities, economic disparities. And what it means in this moment and how these things get exacerbated, have been exacerbated in just a few months. But what that tells me is that these systems were not working in the first place and many people were just s- suffering in silence, including working women um, and what I'm optimistic about is that we're realizing that these systems have been broken and they're not working for working women um, like me uh, and you who can, who can work from home. And they're definitely not working for women who, you whose know, jobs are a bit more precarious. For mothers in
3: particular, this has put them once again in a, is it my career or is it my job as a mother that comes first and inevitably it's going to be the latter. And I'm wondering in terms of getting back into the workforce post pandemic, it just seems like it's gonna be that much harder for women to to get back to where they were, much less advance.
1: Let me tell you something, at the beginning of the year, we were celebrating the fact that women were more than 50% of the workforce. We're super excited. But underneath that, I kind of, I knew that it wasn't what it was cracked up to be, that many women were struggling, even though we were 50% of the workforce. I also knew that employers... Even though women are fifty percent of the workforce, haven't they haven't done much to accommodate women in the workforce? You know, we're still working nine to five and expected to figure out things with our kids. There's no accommodation. So when I think about getting women back into the workforce, I do think that there's a role for the federal government or states to play in providing childcare support for families, um, and then also for employers to play as well. Like we need to rethink our workplace model. If we don't do that then we're not, women are not going to, again, like you said, be able to re-enter the workforce and sustain employment or advance in their careers. And we just, as a country, can't afford that. The economy can't afford it because you know what? Women are half of the economy. To be honest, you know what I really think it's going to take? I think it's going to take more building women's power and influence and, and women being in leadership positions. Because we know when women are in the top spots that things happen. You know, policies reflect the experiences of women's lives um, and families' lives. You know, that's just the bottom line.
3: Um, And and I'm wondering what your hopes are for for the future. Um, You have a son and a daughter. Uh, You know, you want both for them to have, you know, to to achieve everything they ultimately can in life. And and, um, what does that look like for her in particular?
1: Well, you know, if we keep going on at the same pace, my daughter will not achieve pay equity for more than a century. Um, Right now, we're kind of stuck at 23 percent representation in elected office. What I'm hoping for my daughter is that this moment sparks urgency for all of us. And we say that we need to build systems and institutions and opportunities for our next generation, but also for women now, and that we see that we can we can no longer go on. This is unsustainable. And what I'm excited about is that I feel like that's where we are. I feel like we are in a moment where we're saying, you know what, the systems are broken and it's not our fault, but we're gonna rebuild them better, stronger, and with an eye towards issues like equity, leveling out disparities, like that we are on that trajectory.
2: That was Biana Golodryga and Nicole Mason. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.